Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Yes, it's part of a big week in harness racing. We're going to cover all bases here on On The Pace on this Wednesday morning. Great to have your company. And for the next 15 minutes, we'll see how much we can cram in because there is a lot of bases to cover. Let's start yesterday with Menanga. We had a really good card of racing. Every race, basically, on that program had a little story to it that we have to touch on. The first official two-year-old race of the season at Menangle was run yesterday and Chantilly for Brian Portelli was able to win uh, and win well in good time, rated a really sharp closing, 400 metres, 26 and 6. So a progeny of Sweet Lou, uh, Brian had a very good race all in all. I think he ran first, second and fourth in the end. So he looks to again have a really nice group of young horses over the last few years. He's had the likes of Tasty Delight and Small Tea. So again, he's got his babies up and running nice and early. The Fortunate Son, he's a horse in great form. He rated 149 and 4 yesterday at Menangle. So he is absolutely flying. Kofi Blaze, she was a horse that everybody stood up and took a little bit of notice of last week, but even more so after her performance yesterday, she missed away and then she gave them a big head start and was able to round them up and win very, very impressively. So she's a very progressive three-year-old filly and one that we can certainly watch out for in a few of the bigger races coming up. And just remember me is in that same boat. She won the race memorial going back uh, just over a week ago now and then she rolled out again at Menangle yesterday and rated good time. So she is spot on target for the New South Wales Oaks Heats in the not-too-distant future, two weeks this Saturday night on Chariots of Fire Night. At Wagga last night, Blake Jones had a super night at the office. In fact, he won four races straight, the first four races on the card. So he had a great night. There's a very big trial session today at Menangle. Big fields, particularly early on with some very interesting runners, some high-class horses going around and a few more babies stepping out. So 11, I think, in total on the docket. So that will be one to watch for results and they should start coming through shortly as well. And from a Victorian perspective, uh, in terms of New South Wales representation, if you missed the news yesterday, Expensive Ego is out of the Hunter Cup. The team not 100% happy with his work, uh, probably didn't feel it is very best and that may well be a contributing factor or reasoning behind his defeats at his last two starts. So he will be reset for the Miracle Mile, which is not all that far away, but not proceeding with that Hunter Cup tilt after he wasn't 100% in track work yesterday. That makes way for Supreme Dominator into the field. But even aside from expensive ego, the McCarthy team have a very strong hand in that Hunter Cup with King of Swing, the favourite, drawing the ace and Spirit of St. Louis in four. Outside of the Hunter Cup, it's a great weekend in harness racing in Victoria. The Great Southern Star will take centre uh, court on Friday night with an all trotting card of racing. Those open class trotters will go around earlier on in the night and then for those that progress through to the final, they will do battle once more in that group one final and then of course Hunter Cup night, AG Hunter Cup night on Saturday. Other group ones on that card, the four-year-old Bonanza which gives an automatic entry through to the Chariots of Fire and it's been a great form race for the Chariots of Fire over the last 10 years or so and also the Ladyship Cup. Uh, the same can be said for the Ladyship Mile invite heading towards that eventual victory. Orchin is going to have a very busy weekend. He's got horses in feature races here, there and everywhere. And he's joining us this morning for On The Pace to discuss then. Good morning, Ricky. How are you? Good, thanks, Brittany. How are you? Really good, thanks. A busy weekend coming up. You'll have 
not a, a big deal of runners at any one particular meeting, but you're covering plenty of bases. Yeah, that's right. Um, I actually just got down to Melbourne last night. Ricky Hunt's been down here with my horses since last Thursday, so we did a little changeover yesterday, and yeah, we're, we're pretty busy at the moment. Let's cut to the chase and get the report on Tough Monarch because you were confident of his forward showing last week, but he wasn't able to probably show what you expected from him. What's the report? Yeah, look, I was I was really disappointed in him in the other night, although he still ran fifth. So, I, um, you know, I was really confident. I thought he, um, you know, his work at home had been good and the horse was in a good frame of mind, but he just sort of... Anthony Bunt said he felt terrific in the warm-up and he began well and then when Majestuoso put the speed on and went that 28-6 middle sectional he just sort of he plotted from there the last thousand like he he just never regained and I'm still not sure what to make of it I just worked him this morning and he felt terrific I put him out last night at the paddock and he's bucking his brand off so I don't think there's a, a major issue there I'm just I was just, yeah, scratching my head a little bit and the barrier draw obviously on Saturday doesn't help his chances drawn outside the front but there doesn't seem to be anything wrong with the horse so you know hopefully he can turn his form around and, and sneak into the final and hopefully draw good. Well he's a horse that's been able to turn his performances around in a short space of time I think we saw that throughout the Inter-Dominion is it going to be a case, do you think, of these horses coming through the Inter-Dominion? Of course, it was only six weeks or so ago now that they were having to go through that really gruelling test. And I, I guess the best stayer came out on top. He, I guess he just gave that impression on uh, Saturday night, maybe, that he just liked that little turn of foot. Do you, do you think the Inter-Dominion may have just taken that fraction of speed away from him? Or is it just a case of we just turn a page and, and hope that that's not the case? Yeah, look, that's what I'm doing. I'm forgetting the run. Um, you know, the horse, as we know, spoke about, he, he's not getting any younger. He's 10. Um, probably the last 12 months, his racing has been a little bit hit and miss. He, you know, he has got a, a few little niggly problems. And uh, I think under pressure every now and then, that you know, they pop their head up. Um, so, yeah, look, I'm, I'm hoping that he can... But, you know, just turn his form around, but he, he's really going to need to. But as you said, he has done it before. And if I wasn't happy with the horse, I would scratch him. I, I, he doesn't need to just go around for the sake of it. But the horse in himself still seems really well. So fingers crossed he, he can revamp on Saturday night. How do you train him this week with it being basically a different circumstance to the majority of feature trot races that we see here in Australia? in that it's a mile for a start and then the fact that you weren't 100% happy with him in what's going to be only six days prior from race night, what do you do with him this week? What was your, I guess, mindset into his work this morning? Yeah, look, you know, it's one of those things, uh, there's no right or wrong, I think, but I think the key is not to overdo it. So this morning he just, uh, you know, he done three three nice laps um, warm-up and then he worked one mile heat in about 2.15. And then he had five minutes in between and he worked another mile in 2.10. So, that, you know, it's it's good, strong work without overdoing it. And, you know, he had his head on his chest and he, he just wanted to go quicker both heats. So, you know, he recovered well. He felt good. You know, it's two days out, so you really can't do too much. It's just a matter of picking him over and keeping him happy. 
positive signs there, but you would have been disappointed when you saw that barrier draw come through. I think the heats are probably fairly evenly spread, but maybe if there is a slightly easier heat, do you think maybe you've struck that one? Is that a positive to take? Yeah, I do think um, he has struck an easier heat. I mean, the barrier draw, not so much him drawing seven, but where the other horses have drawn, you know, Tomato Valley draw one. He, he's a brilliantly fast beginner. Um, wobbly inside him, you know, um, doesn't leave us a lot of options. Um, you know, obviously, what he's past, I'd just prefer him to, you know, probably lob midfield and try and sneak into the final. But yeah, definitely, you know, Andy's horses have drawn well and Majestuoso last week, he, you know, I thought he was exceptional. Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough series, but you know, you've got to be in them to win them. He's proven time and time again as well that he's more than capable in these races, so it wouldn't surprise if he was able to turn it around this week. That's Friday night, and then on Saturday night, you've got Captain Crusader going around in that four-year-old Bonanza. This guy's trials have been sensational. He's always been a really nice horse. He was excellent through last year's Queensland Carnival, and he went through the Breeders' Challenge as well before a break. But just judging by that last trial in particular, uh, he looks as though he's improved again. Yeah, look, uh, he's a horse that I've got a, a real lot of time for. He's a high-speed horse, and, um, you know, he had a good six weeks off, and he's come back. He's much stronger, and, um, you know, it was catch-22 with what to do with him. Obviously, there's uh, Hondo Grattan in Sydney this week, and the first four automatically qualify for the chariot. So that that was tempting, but the race down here is worth 100000 and the owners, the Laspina family, that they're always, you know, they, they love to have a throw at the stumps if they've got a horse that's good enough. And, you know, he's proven that he's good enough at the top level. And I'm down here with the trotter, so we thought, why not give it a crack? Talk us through that trial and the report from Will Rickson, because 51-1, and one, they don't go a great deal quicker than that in trials. And he actually looked to do it quite well within himself. Yeah, that's right. Will drove him for me. Um, I, I was driving What's Up Sunshine in the trials just because I sort of thought... If I'm in Melbourne, um, the horse will need a trial uh, driver if he stays in Sydney. So Will's now working for me, and I, I just let Will drive him in case he had to dri- um, drive him if I was away. And uh, he, he was really happy with him. He said, you know, he, he just hardly moved on him. And, yeah, he's, you know, he, he's one in 50. Um, but, yeah, his trial the other day was really good, and he's right on target. Were you disappointed with the second row draw? Uh, could be worse. Um, I don't think he's drawn that bad, actually. I would have loved to have drawn sort of one to four and jumped to the front. Um, but I think the way the barrier draw is with uh, Act now outside the back line, um, Beyond Delight inside the second line, you know, um, Bondi Lockdown and Kimball have obviously drawn probably the two best positions, but at least drawn there, he's in the running line and he won't have to burn his candle early. In terms of that race on Saturday night, I had a good look at it last night and it's quite hard to work out because most horses are fresh into the race, have had a, a quiet trial. How forward is your guy? He's pretty forward. Um, that's that team you can hear in the background, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he's pretty forward. Obviously, there's nothing like match fitness, but um, yeah, he, he's ready to go. In saying that, you've got him in Victoria and What's Up Sunshine will go around in that four-year-old qualifier at Menangle. I guess 
from that respect, being able to split them gives you two opportunities to, to get horses through early on in this Chariots of Fire series, if you could call it that. How is he? Yeah, um, you know, on his bigger form, obviously he's first up from a spell and he had a mixed Queensland campaign during the winter. But he's a horse I've always had a, a big opinion of as well. He probably lacks the brilliance of Captain Crusader, but, um, you know, he's two trials. His first one, you know, he was beaten eight metres in 50, which is his first trial in six months. And then um, he, he improved and ran, ran a really good second to Captain Crusader at the trials 10 days ago. When his work on Monday, um, you know, it was as good as ever. And obviously he's drawn very awkwardly there on Saturday night, but he's definitely a horse to follow in the coming weeks because I think he's on the improve and, you know, he's not far behind the, the good ones. And crunch time looks as though he's in the perfect race to find his way back into the winner's circle there on Saturday night. He's just dropped into it lovely and his run last week was super. I was a little bit wishy-washy on his trial, but he really turned that around and I think we saw a, a completely different side to crunch time, one that I know you've always thought he's capable of coming off cover, but he hit the line with Venom there last Saturday. Yeah, he, um, he's he been frustrating at times crunch time when he's been back in the field. He, you know, he, he's never hit the line that great um, when he's had to come off the speed. But the other night, he really ran ran into the line. And I think his sectionals were 53 flat, his last 825-7, his last quarter, I think. And, you know, he, his last 100 was the best, which was, you know, I was really, really happy with that. And, yeah, as you said, he's found himself in a, you know, a very winnable race there on Saturday night and you know he's the sort of horse that we know he's a high speed horse and you know if he happened to be able to win on Saturday and then you know we might look at throwing him in a few of the sprint races if he can hold his form. Well this is his time of year on his home deck with the Miracle Mile just around the corner. The Newcastle Mile is an interesting race I think over the last few years some of the big guns have shied away from going there uh, with it being $100,000 and an automatic qualifier. I guess that's somewhat surprising, but do you think it'll be a little bit stronger this year because many of them had to go to Newcastle for the Inter-Dominion? And I guess as a side note to that, are you keen to take a horse like Crunch Time to Newcastle? Um, Crunch Time would have to, you know, as you said, it's his time to shine this season. Um, He's always been competitive at that level, but probably just you know, that fraction. He, he lacked that bit of mental toughness. Like, he he just needed to get stronger mentally. And he seems like he may have. So if he happens to, you know, in the next couple of weeks, prove that, you know, he can run a good mile and really run through the line, that's something I would definitely look at. Um, you know, I'm never scared to throw him in the deep end because they either sink or swim. And, and that's where that's where he has to go this season. Like, he's 105 rated now. He, he really has to take that next step. And, you know, hopefully he can do, and we'll give him the chance to do it. So, yeah, if we can get him to the Newcastle Mile, that's definitely a race of him. Exciting times coming up. A busy weekend as well in the immediate future. Hopefully there's some successes amongst those stable stars that you'll be rolling out. We appreciate your time this morning, Ricky. No worries. Thanks, Brittany.
Ricky Orton there this morning for On The Pace. So a pretty comprehensive look at his runners this weekend. Tough Monarch in the Great Southern Star. Captain Crusader in that four-year-old Bonanza. And then closer to home, What's Up Sunshine and Crunch Time are two key runners as well. So all in all, sounds as though Ricky's pretty happy with them. But a big watch on Tough Monarch in that first Great Southern Star heat. Nick Gearham will be aboard tomorrow to take you through on the pace and then again on Friday to find some winners. But it's a busy weekend, even aside from those Victorian features. It's, of course, the WA Pacing Cup on Friday night as well for $450,000. Some big money on the line this weekend and Harness Racing fans are certainly well catered for. Thanks for joining us this morning. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10.30.